Our guest today, Seth Bolt, is the founder of Bolt Farm Treehouse, a quickly growing mountaintop wellness resort in Tennessee, as well as a founding member of the band Need to Breathe, which is loved by millions worldwide. In this episode, you're going to hear what he's learned about rest, caring for others, creativity and hospitality, what it takes to balance multiple demanding projects as a leader while supporting your teams, and his personal mantra that guides him through all of this. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. I always love beginning conversations, starting with the why, right? Why are we doing what we're doing? I'm curious for you, why is rest important from your perspective? I think one of the best analogies I've heard this guy ask me one time, he said, hey, how often do you change the tires on your truck or your car? And I was like, you know, probably once every several years, something like that. And he's like, how often do they change the tires for a, a race car, like for NASCAR? And I was like, several times in a race. He's like, exactly. He's like, you are a high output individual and you have got to change your tires and be on, you've got to be fresh or you're going to burn out. You're going to crash the car into the ditch. And then all that effort was for nothing. Like you've got to be able to sustain yourself. And that really struck a chord with me. And before I started Bolt Farm Treehouse, I was kind of in that place of burnout. I've been touring the world with my band and making music and, you know, doing a lot of good work. But I really found that my spirit would lift when I would get back out in the nature. Um, obviously with music and music venues, they're in these city, you know, urban environments. And I grew up out in the country. So I think ultimately it's like the human spirit, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter what you believe. Like when we encounter beauty, something happens inside of us. And I decided that I needed a place where I could go. I needed a refuge. I needed something that would bring me back and, and lift my spirit. So I decided to build a treehouse with my dad on the farm where I grew up. Um, they have 40 acres. And there was lots of wooded areas. And so I'd found the perfect spot and the right trees to do it. And my dad and I start building this treehouse. And then in the middle of that, I met the woman who is now my wife and uh, was inspired by love to really create, you know, I already knew like I wanted to make a, you know, the coolest treehouse that anyone's ever seen. Like I'm an ambitious guy, creative guy, visionary. So that was already in the cards, but then I was like, how do I make this to be a place where it's just magical? So that kind of birthed the first honeymoon treehouse. And um, it was on that honeymoon that we started, you know, we, we took the time, you know, to like rest, shut out the outside world. It's just us. And we're like, thinking, talking, praying, dreaming, journaling, writing about what do we want work to look like? What do we want life to look like? Because here we are, and we're just starting our lives together. And we just, you know, we had a blank page. It's like, and I feel like that's a, a magical thing about hospitality is that we get to create those moments for people where regardless of the chapter pe someone's coming from, they have the ability 
to write the next one and it can be anything they want. You rarely ever write sort of the outline for the next chapter when you're just going, 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 going. So you have to rest to really like reset. And I've kind of languaged it like my mission for one of the, one of the purposes for us is like being able to give people the space to zoom out so that they know where to zoom back in to really get that perspective and that clarity. So that was truly life-changing for us, like having the time to do that. And Bolt Farm Treehouse was not even an idea really before then, but really once we looked at all the things we wanted to do with our life and our family, it all pointed towards creating more experiences. And I've always felt like for me, like I play music with a band, Need to Breathe, and now I've got Bolt Farm Treehouse. And both of these things are going simultaneously. And people are like, well, you know, music and real estate development and, you know, hospitality, like how all these things fit together. And for me, it's simply, I think, number one, feeling like, man, life is short. And I don't want to get to the end of my life and, and regret not doing as much as I possibly could to add value to the world with the talents I've been given and, and the resources that I have to work with. So um, I don't think any of us are going to get to the end of our life and wish that we just spent more time scrolling on our phone. So I don't even consume social media. And I encourage the people who visit uh, Bolt Farm Treehouse, I'm like, hey, this is a great time to like, just tell everyone you're going to a nature retreat and that your phone's probably not going to work. And then just set that thing down and really just be human and like experience that beauty and the inspiration that comes from inspiring environments. And so like with both music and with um, hospitality, the through line is creating inspiring environments where people can be their best self because music has that power. You can be having a bad day or going through a tough time where you're like, you're not exactly sure how to language the emotions you're feeling and a song can absolutely like carry you and give you energy and strength. And obviously with hospitality, like people are, they're like, they look forward to this opportunity to get away, to have an experience. My wife and I just finished doing a happy hour with our guests at our Tennessee property tonight. And I talked to a couple, several couple, this one couple said, we have not been away from our kids since 2008 and we're having the time of our life. <laughs> so, I mean, hospitality is an opportunity for everyone to, obviously to escape, but I feel like it, it can be so much more than just an escape because, you know, you can go to a hotel and watch TV the whole time and you're just watching the news and like, did you really, did you really go anywhere or feel anything or surround yourself with beauty? Um, I think that's the magic of combining nature and like this penthouse suite experience because you can be totally immersed in nature and feel the lift from that, but then also be surrounded by comfort, have this penthouse suite experience, top of a mountain, looking out over like a 30 mile view. And then just giving the, the space, you know, for that rest, that reconnection, like that's where the magic happens. And it's hard to really, like at that point, once you combine all those things, I think it really takes care of itself. I want to get into the details of how you designed the treehouse and now as you're expanding, because you've thought about so many details there, but I appreciate you getting a little bit into your personal story, because I think our personal stories and the things that we've experienced shape the way that we view hospitality. You've spoken before a little bit about how you take this, your life as a musician, you're playing with Need to Breathe to stadiums of 10,000 plus people at a time. And so you're literally on a stage there. Do you see hospitality and hospitality, you know, what you're doing with 
now with Bull Farm Treehouse as a stage in a different sense as well? Certainly. Each tour for Need to Breathe means like a different sort of environment that we're bringing with us, you know, our stage. And it's an interesting mix of like the creativity of like, man, how, where can the lights come from and what kind of set pieces can we engineer and manufacture and all that. And then the logistics of, okay, also you've got to be able to set it up in about four or five hours, test it all out, do the show, pack it up, put it back in the semi-trucks, go to the next city and be able to do all that within a 24-hour time frame. So it's a big feat to be able to do that. I've kind of been jealous of all along of like the shows in Vegas that are stationary because you can do so much more if you never have to tear it down and set it back up again. And so there could be a need, a need to be breathed residency <laughs> coming soon. Maybe, maybe let's play the, I'd love to play the sphere. That'd be amazing. But hospitality does give you that opportunity. If you can dream it, you can do it. And then now people are, are stepping into your world that you've had a long time to build and, you know, it's similar, but different, you know, both are experiences, both are, are like thrilling, both really like get the human brain just like vibrating on a higher level. I've noticed that there could be a drought where like, I'm just not really musical ideas aren't really flowing. And I'm telling you, within two hours of being on vacation and that release, like I've got all these ideas and I'm like, not even wanting to like work, but I'm like, I'm so inspired right now. And I've got this melody and I've got, and I just start singing it. And it's like the soul begins to sing. And like, I feel like that is hospitality at its best. Like that is to me, one of the most desirable outcomes because it's just kind of enabling the best of who we are as humans. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you enjoying this conversation? If so, I invite you to text this episode to a friend or colleague as well. Not only will you let them know that you're thinking about them, but you'll help them as well. One more thing, I'm having a lot of fun right now sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, open up Instagram and YouTube now and follow Hospitality Daily so we can stay in touch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. I love what you said about nature and creating a little more space for yourself to connect with loved ones and and some of these big dreams and, and thoughts. But I'm curious also when you're in the midst of things, a lot of our listeners are always on the road. You know, when you're touring, you're just city to city to city. I'm curious, have you experienced elements of hospitality? It doesn't need to be a place, but just moments of rest uh, in a hospitality context that you found helpful I'm just kind of curious how you think about that on on the road. And then I want to get into the nature aspect of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Need to Breathe's been touring and traveling the country and the world for actually over 20 years. So I have experienced literally every level of hospitality. I mean, from like the early days when we had zero money and would get bed bugs from like the roadside hotel, motel thing, all the way up to touring with Taylor Swift and on one uh, once this situation, like I think the hotel got their wires crossed and they were told on tour with Taylor Swift, but like they heard Taylor Swift is coming. And so literally I opened the door to the bus and there was red, there was like a red carpet, everything. And we go in and it's like the penthouse suite, seriously, and like the nicest room I've ever seen in my life at this absolutely gorgeous property. And I think they realized what they did, but they were too embarrassed to be like, 
we're actually going to have to move you down a few floors because <laughs> you're not who we thought you were and we're not going to get the emotional benefit we thought we were getting out of this thing. But um, honestly, for the places that lifted my spirit the most were just going to a farm that belonged to a friend of ours, like his dad, you know, just had some property in Indiana and we would always just go there. And it wasn't necessarily like a luxury property. I mean, it was just honestly very simple, very humble, but like just getting to be in a nature setting you know, ride four wheelers and play games. And like, there was actually was like a little tree house on the property and it, as simple as it was. And this was actually before I built the tree house. I was like, I went up there and I felt on top of the world and it took me back to childhood. And like when you have forts and you climb trees and all that as a kid. And I'm like, I was thinking like, this is like the closest, like tree house is like the closest thing we have to like time machines because they really can transport the human spirit. And so with Bolt Farm Treehouse, we've done a lot of things. You know, there's like a vinyl record player, a journal. We even have like therapeutic coloring and things like that. So things that actually do kind of connect people and allow them just some like some, some much needed space and, and the inspiration we were talking about earlier. I love that. I wonder if you could speak a little bit to that moment where you go from building this treehouse for you and your wife and, and then deciding to turn it more into a business or this thing where you can offer to others. You've alluded to elements of that, but can you speak a little bit more to the opportunity you saw to make this something a little bit bigger than just for you and your family? What we saw was that it was having, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, we had a great time and we'll come back. You know, you, when you see guest books, that's a lot of times what people might write in there people were writing pages of what it meant for them, of what it did for them. And we were hearing things like this weekend probably added 25 years to my marriage. And I rediscovered my best friend and so many more. I'm telling you, like we've got a stack of journals this high of the books behind me of those types of stories and those, those types of things. And like, that's so like my wife and I, we, um, we're big believers that like you've got to be connected with your business, your people and the experience that the guests are having because from touring and from staying in a lot of different accommodations, like I remember like, you know, like when you bang your shin on the bed frame because it doesn't fit the mattress at all, it's way too big. And being like, who designed this? Like they certainly didn't stay in this room before they decided to sell it to the public so like I feel like there's been a lot of little moments like that from my own personal experience where it just really left a mark on me in that case a scar but you know where I just decided you know what we're going to we're going to actually live this and breathe this and stay in these places and read the journals and it's pretty cool like I think our guests have it's developed into this special relationship where they're like they're following our story and they're cheering us on and uh, I guess it's not often that you get to be a new brand in hospitality that's doing big things when, you know, it's kind of been gobbled up by the giant names that we all know in hospitality. But that's where I feel like there's such an opportunity for the approach we're taking, because if you look at urban areas, they're totally consumed by those brands. And it's that road is well-worn. And sure, there's some people doing some creative things there. That's great. I feel like there is an absolute new frontier for what's possible when you merge luxury hospitality and the great outdoors, especially the most beautiful places on earth. 
Now it's a whole, why, why are those big brands not made at those places? Cause it's hard work. It's harder to build and develop and, and all the things. And ultimately you're not, you know, our business is not getting like drive by traffic. If you're going to bolt from Trius, it's because you know about it. And it's because, you know, we've, we're sharing, we're drawing people in We're you know, it's a, it's a harder thing to do to be a destination, but the, I think, even though it's a lot harder in the beginning, like the upside so much more because of how great the experience can be for people and for the family and community and team that ultimately bring that kind of thing to life that attract that to people. Cause there's so many people in hospitality that have joined our team and they were like, yeah, I was just kind of tired of being a part of this corporate machine thing. And I actually have, I was stretched so thin there trying to service 200 rooms and with you, I can really have so much more time with guests and I can show up so much better because you're, it's not this mass produced thing yet. There's still a lot of people that I'm getting to impact, you know, on a daily, weekly, daily basis. It's very personal hospitality. And I was speaking with Nathan Woods, your head of uh, marketing and brand. I'll link to that conversation in the show notes, but it was interesting as we were talking through just standard ways that you measure business performance in hospitality Bullfarm Treehouse is off the chart. So nearly all guests are booking directly with you. It's a very personal interaction. If you look at the social conversations, it's just so different from any other hospitality business. And not only is it something that sounds good, if you look at the hard metrics around it, it's really, really compelling. And so I, I find that fascinating. And I think it does come down to the work that you put in. It comes down to the experience design. I wonder if you could speak a bit more to the elements of experience design that you were intentional about. I think you mentioned this earlier, but there's a certain sense of you encourage your guests to tell people around them that they're going away to restore. I also understand that there's a certain amount of disconnection where you even encourage people to turn off their devices. Is that right? And go offline for a little bit? Yeah. So we think about the experience as more of a relationship where like, you know, even before they booked, like, okay, this person is clearly attracted to, to what we're doing and they're going to come and stay and they're going to become like part of the Bolt Farm family. So I think number one, like treating people with dignity and respect and showing up differently, I think is kind of probably the common theme. And you, know, you could also describe that as like playing our own game. The, like for my band Need to Breathe, it was always, we were getting pressure from like the record label like we grew up in the South, we grew up near the Appalachian mountains and like the instruments that you hear there, you know, banjo and fiddle and, you know, acoustic guitar and mandolin. And, and like, those were all just instruments we grew up around them. So that's kind of what we intended to do. And the record label was like, you know, I really think y'all should be more international. Like, you know, you're bigger than this. And so you should not have those instruments on your album. And so we didn't like we listened to them like idiots for the first record and like no one cared it wasn't authentic it was like homogenous and just like everything else and so i've really welcomed our team to bring their personality and the local flavors into it and um, that's certainly how i show up as well in trying to create a top of the world experience that's all together different and because of the uniqueness of the property the rock faces we got waterfalls there's just giant rock walls on the front of the property, miles. I mean, we can see three states from our property. So the property itself is already inspiring and is already an experience. And I mean, my wife and I actually camped on the property in a tent before we bought it. And then it's great that 
And I feel very fortunate that we have 100% control of our destiny. I've heard horror stories of startups or hospitality companies where it's like, well, private equity company said this is the new mandate. This is what it's got to be. And then it just ruins the experience for the team. So I've been very adamant from the beginning. I was like, even if we grow a little slower, we will be in charge of our own destiny and we will be able to build what we want to build and provide the experience that we want to provide. And we intentionally found this, I mean, one of the most beautiful counties in Tennessee's near Chattanooga, Outdoor Lovers Paradise, and actually partnered with, I say partnered, we, you know, we met with, with the mayor of, of the town, with the commissioners, everyone, and just said like, hey, we've got really big ambition for what we want to do. And we want to do a lot of creative things that are outside the box. And we just need to know up front, like, is that something you're going to support or not? And they were like, we showed them the the tree houses we built so far and everything else. I'm like, this is great. So it's actually refreshing to be able to, as a creative person, whose dad was a builder, like to build things that are super outside the box and that you can't really experience in other places because they have such strict cookie cutter laws about what you can build that there's no room for creativity. So getting to combine all those things and attract the people that see the potential, see the human experience, see the impact this has, and to then get to to build it and bring to life something that's altogether new in the world of hospitality is just really energizing. It's really exciting to see that. And you've gone from one treehouse to a couple to many units now and growing quickly. I'm curious for you as the founder and leader of this company, how do you think about splitting your time? I think it's a challenge for any leader, but you also are touring frequently. You're on the road. How do you decide where to spend your time as you're as you're leading this business? Yeah, I try as much as possible to just focus on the areas where I'm I'm doing the things that only I can do. That can be easier said than done because obviously problems that can't be solved tend to bubble up. So, you know, it can definitely be, I catch myself being like, why am I this far in the weeds right now? Like I am, I am so, (laughs) but, um, and I, and maybe it's like that for, for most entrepreneurs, but honestly, surrounding myself with, with people who have skill sets that I do not is kind of been the, the way that, that we've been successful. And I'm most people that meet me, you know, they're like, you know, you're down to earth, you're humble. And I'm like, that's just the kind of small town I came from and my grandparents were orphans and I watched my parents literally like just bootstrap their way. Like I was born in a mobile home and we, you know, they just worked really, really hard and added value to others and were blessed as a, and rewarded for that. So I'm also just like, I think ego's the enemy. And I think that it's a real disservice to teams of talented people when they have leadership that doesn't approach it from a servant leadership standpoint or they're in it for their own glory or they don't they don't give credit where credit's due and they also in a lot of cases you've got people who are just like totally disconnected from what's happening on the on the front lines of the day-to-day hospitality because they live in some crazy house somewhere else and like i've just always found that that i mean i there's nowhere else i want to be so i actually am on property pretty much every day that I'm not on tour with me to breathe. So I spend more time with my leaders, you know, I'm like making sure that, you know, my head of construction 
has everything that he needs from me and all the support and everything else he needs. And then, you know, I'll go over to my, you know, housekeeping manager, general manager, and talk with them maintenance and, and really um, try to just keep focusing everyone's attention on the thing that will move the needle the most for the company. And the thing that will like, if this big domino falls, so many others are going to go with it because obviously limited time, and very big, very big vision. <laughs> is there one thing that you think will move the needle most for the company or does that come down to the different functional areas? Yeah, people. Yeah. We've grown so tremendously um, and it's awesome to see the core team that we have now. And I think right now everyone in hospitality is seeing this. I mean, there's such a, a war for talent. And I think the companies that really move the needle in the future are going to be built by teams of rock solid people who are rallied around a real mission that goes so far beyond profit. It's about impact and about, I'm the same way. Like I am totally fine with working really insanely hard because of how much I believe in the impact we're having, because I see it and because I know that it's scalable and I want to I want more people to be able to experience the great thing that we're doing together. It's cool also to be in a position where now lenders and banks are like, hey, we want to lend to this industry now and you guys are crushing it. So can we work together? So like, you know, in the beginning, the funding was really hard because like I said, like we own this 100% and I can't tell you how many times I heard no from people who are like, yeah, that's we don't that asset class doesn't fit into our portfolio or whatever. I'm like, come on, this is like, <laughs> think outside the box. This is going to be huge. Well, to have finance people interested in wanting to participate now, especially, I think speaks volumes because almost everybody is struggling with this. So it speaks to the momentum that you have. Uh, but I think if I recall, if I think back to earlier in our conversation, you talked about, you know, just coming from happy hour with guests, reading the guest books and the guest feedback. I think, you know, to be an effective leader, you have to communicate that vision. You also have to be a storyteller of what it is and you have to stay connected. And so I see you spending time staying connected to why you're doing this, right? And I imagine that allows you to keep your teams fired up on what this is all about, right? And I guess for anybody listening, if they're as excited about what you're doing as, as I am, I'm curious, are there kind of functional areas or roles that you're looking to hire for as you look into the months ahead that maybe people could you know check out your, your career site and and potentially join your team? Yeah, absolutely. I would say sort of as a blanket, because they're, they're, I mean, our team just recently lost like the 30 person mark and we're hiring 10 more roles right now because of the pace of growth. And they're, they're very broad. I mean, it's everything from whether you're into construction and building or artificial intelligence, like, <laughs> and everything in between. Uh, we're actually hiring a, a general manager, housekeeping manager, COO, operations, systems experts, you name it, uh, guest experience. Like we have a a whole new a title we actually got from a book called Dreamweaver. But it's like these are people and like their their job is just totally to focus on wowing the guests and, you know, studying the information that we, we have on our guests that the guests make available that we can get to like hyper-personalize the experience and just make people feel known from really from the moment that they book. And it's wild what a strong team of thoughtful, caring, hardworking people can do and come up with 
and that's the culture that we've built. Like we welcome that. So that's been refreshing. That's probably one of the comments I get the most is like, I feel supported by everyone on this team. I see how hard the leaders work to make all this possible. And I also get to participate and show up each day knowing that like, I actually am going to have the potential to have a big impact on the team and on the people that we serve. That's rewarding. That's what, isn't that what we all want? Yeah, for sure. I'll make sure to link to your website where people can learn more about what you're up to. And if, if they might be a fit, they can, uh, you know, apply. But I, I think it's cool to, you know, see everything from the construction to artificial intelligence, right? So this is a very sophisticated operation, right? You're in nature, you're helping your guests restore, but you're using the latest of everything, right, to provide that incredible experience that guests are, are raving about. It's pretty good. I guess before we go, Seth, I'm curious, is there anything you invite our listeners to do or think about after they hear our conversation here? I think the work that you're doing is so incredible because you're connecting people with, you know, ideally like their future. You know, you, you can see this with like uh, maybe a conference, but like certainly with a, a podcast, like just getting plugged in to the people who become your, your home team. That in itself is one of the single greatest ways that we can transform our our future and actually be part of something that is world-changing and certainly life-changing for the people that, that encounter it. The things that we value, the things that we see, the beautiful things that took an extraordinary amount of human effort, it wasn't done by one person. It was done by a team of people who were really focused and rallied around the same mission. And I think think similar to like winning a championship in sports or being on that team where like, man, you know, you were in the trenches together, you were in the weight room together, you were learning and growing personally, you were developing, you were showing up day in and day out for that purpose. And in our world, it's like, when you see like just glowing five-star reviews and like every day we will read one of the reviews because it's just so energizing and, and it reminds us all of, of, of why we're doing this. So I think that's the takeaway is like, make sure you're plugged in somewhere where it's a great fit. And like, you totally, be you believe in the mission so much that you wouldn't want to do anything else, you know, and that's different for everybody. But man, I just, I've never been wired to be one to just kind of exchange time for a paycheck. It's like stuff is just not worth it to me. You know, I was like, my path was so different. I was like, you know what? If it means having freedom and flexibility, I'm not going to get a new car. I'm not going to buy a house. I'm going to, I'm going to be nomadic. I'm going to, but I'm going to put every bit of my um, resources into building something that can actually connect people and do this, you know, actually have a, a big impact because life's short and I, I wouldn't change a bit of it. You know, I'm so glad that it all along the way I was able to literally walk through those doors of opportunity as they open because I was not, you know, I wasn't chained to stuff. And actually in 2019, really as we as this was starting to take off simultaneously to the vision for building it, my wife and I just came up with this little mantra and it was like, live light, move fast. So we went and we were like, what have we not used in a year? Let's donate that to someone or let's sell it and turn it into money that we could use to, to build more tree houses. We never look back and it's incredibly freeing. That was a very long-winded way of saying, I hope everyone's able to find 
a team that really like lights them up as much as as my team does for me. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 